I've had treatment and yes I'm doing well probably the best ever maybe in, maybe in my lifetime so that's what today is all about a lot of people are asking me you know how was it what happened how are you so I was gonna do one anyway but giving the people what they want my bro uh, before we jump in to the treatment, I think it's quite important to pick up where we left off in the last podcast and kind of talk about what happened before that, um, because that was uh, just as important as the treatment. So I, I left off in the final podcast literally saying, I think everyone got a fair idea of, of how bad it was and that I was at kind of at my ending point and couldn't go on and you know to be honest time was time's ticking I was close to the end I didn't know how long I was gonna go on for things were bad but things got worse much worse um I suppose I'm gonna run through it briefly um to give you just a quick picture but I literally just started hating everything to do with this life. You know, I didn't enjoy anything. What happened was my breaking point, I went out to um, bowling one night where I was on RT. Yeah. And uh, I remember just sitting there thinking or not thinking, just feeling nothing, just not enjoying anything and just sick and tired, exhausted of putting on this show mask, you could say, act of just pretending that I <laughs> I'm having a good time when I'm not. It was just horrible and at that point I just I remember I just got rid of my WhatsApp, got rid of anything, everything, and just said I'm not talking to anyone. I don't I don't want to be pressured to going out doing things I was I was coming close to my end you know I'd, I'd had enough so I, it's also a bit of a blur like I think I must have spent three weeks plus um, just on my own 
because I couldn't handle anything else, anything more than that. Um, I was just working on the app, so we just drop it in quick. Uh, the app is in development now. Woo! Yes, it should, should now. All going well, fingers crossed. Possibly be launched before the end of the year. Uh, a beta. A beta. So, I'm excited for that. So things are coming along nicely there. And, yeah, I mean, just every... I mean, I didn't know each day to the next if I was going to survive it. You know, making plans, waking up like, no, this is it. Today, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go buy the rope, buy the drink, fucking whatever. Take the things. And, you know, something would happen and then I just wouldn't do it or... I'll do it tomorrow, and it was just a nightmare. Like, I was living on the edge, really was. And um, what happened was I remembered my friend's birthday, and I was like, Jesus Christ, I can't do this. I cannot go out here. And anyway, I messaged him saying, you know, I'm going to come. It'd be good to see the boss. And anyway, I was on my way in, and I was just in the worst place. And I was saying, "This needs to stop. Like, I ha I can't go on anymore. I need some sort of relief from this. I'm gonna have a drink." So I decided to say that if I wasn't gonna get in to the restaurant because I hadn't got my COVID passport yet, I was using someone's el someone else's. That I was going to go on a bender, and I knew that if I drank, I would that would be the enemy. I'd end up in the fucking Liffey or something, um, because that's kind of what it does to me. And and then I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll have a few shots at the bar, you know, sneaky shots, or maybe I'll go get a fucking nagging before down it and have some chewing gum, and no one would know. But I just couldn't do it to to them like they'd seen enough throughout the years I've done enough to them so I, I can't do that so I was <laughs> I was just like my mouth was watering for alcohol like I was like oh my god and I could just see it happening it was gonna happen anyway I rock into the restaurant yeah yeah go through no problems so I was like okay and I walked up to the table and I'd never got such a warm, loving welcome like that. And I kind of just slowly started to forget about it. And, you know, we don't talk about names here unless we don't talk about people, other people. But the chap's birthday. And I, I don't know if he could sense that I wasn't doing well or it was just maybe his love for me or something. It was his birthday and I swear to God, he spent his whole night pretty much looking after me. His arm around me, bringing me waters, bringing me Cokes. Everyone's just fucking looking after me, having a great time. You know, looking forward to me getting better, going to treatment and... It was actually one of the nicest 
nights out I've had and you know we went out after and fucking boogieing and dancing and it was just the best time you know but as soon as I left the party you know I just fell straight back into where I was and I remember going home that last, that night and uh, just saying to myself like fuck I had the greatest time and I woke up the next day and I'm like yeah I must do that again like so we went and did it again <laughs> <coughs> and just had the so this that night out I had the next one was the best night out I've had in my 20s I'd say yeah definitely and it wasn't supposed to be like that it was just the fucking greatest time the love was in the air the fucking oh, everyone was just being so good to me so nice to me I just couldn't believe it you know and it's just what I needed you know texts don't always go that far far phone calls sometimes just chats here and there just pure love and I didn't ask for it either and I felt at that point it was that's what people need is to be looked after not looked after like a fucking baby but you know you build your friends up you give them love you want them to do better and I just thought to myself like I'm, I'm a lucky motherfucker you know I've got a lot of people in my life who look after me and you know to be honest I do need looking after because I'm on the verge of dying you know whether you like it or not and very very lucky to be here again once again you know as time goes by it just day after day it was just a nightmare um and then besides that i went to this new doctor who um who does ketamine in ireland um and i went in to talk to him uh to see what his story was what he would um do in ireland because I was still going to Mallorca regardless because I was supposed to go to America. I mean, sorry, I wasn't supposed to go to America. I was looking at America. I was looking at Prague. I was looking at London. I was looking at anywhere I could go to get this and as soon as possible because I couldn't go on much longer. And my family knew that. They could see that by me. And Mallorca, out of all places, like was the quickest. You know, I got a hold of them and they said, yeah we can book you in for the 18th of October it was supposed to be but I ended up going on the 1st of November 31st of October to start on the 1st of November so that was the plan for that so I had gone to this guy in Ireland and he was basically going to be the guy to do my boosters of ketamine and I'll talk a little bit more about what ketamine is in a moment but um, after these sessions of ketamine I was going to get in um, Mallorca I would probably need maybe twice a year a booster of ketamine and I don't really want to go all the way to Mallorca or anywhere else I just want to have it on my doorstep so this guy was the guy um, and he had got you know referred from my doctors and all sorts of the long list of history and he basically pointed out that he thought 
Well, he said that I have a traumatic brain injury. Um, what I mean by that is no one... I remember, you know, I was in addiction for four or five years, uh, which is quite a short amount of time when you talk about alcoholics for 20 years or drug addicts for X amount of time. But it was the quantity I was taking at that time. I remember a couple nights out or <laughs> not even whatever I was up to. You know, I was doing it every day, but there was days where I was taking, like, ridiculous amount because I was taking, you know, the drugs to kill me, hopefully to overdose or fucking heart attack, brain hemorrhage or whatever. Uh, and I remember saying to myself, like, if I do survive this, something has got to go wrong in my brain because of the amount I'm putting in it. And I always said it to doctors, psychologists, whoever, and no one ever kind of batted an eye except for one guy who said you might have done reparable damage, uh, which I don't really believe. Like, um, so without being too tech, what's the word? You know, a lot of we're not all fucking. A lot of people who listen here aren't doctors and you know all the science about it. So I'll make it pretty easy for to understand. So imagine that there's like wires in your brain, and one of them very important one not one of them i think it could have been a group of them was damage from the drugs um and that can cause me basically to <laughs> biologically unable to be happy uh, my brain wasn't producing the neurotransmitters dopamine serotonin etc to be happy um because i'd done damage so i had a traumatic brain injury uh he also took um bloods specific bloods um for testosterone and i had always said this for a while because you know i do a lot of research mainly my life is dedicated to research and helping causing and everything fucking about mental health and addiction and suffering and pain in life general um and a lot of people do talk about testosterone because if you do have less uh, low testosterone uh, it can be depression because uh, testosterone is in charge of, you know, making dopamine, serotonin as well. So I knew that for a while because, as I talked about in the previous podcast, was the low sex drive, not low sex drive, non-existent sex drive, and um, no libido, which is horrible. As I talked about, I you know, normally make jokes about it and blah, 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 but it's not funny. As I said before, it's my manhood. Like, it is embarrassing, like, a little bit. Like, I'm self-conscious about it. Like, it's been, like, fucking 15, 16 months since I last even kissed a girl, you know? And <laughs> don't get me wrong here. It's not like I couldn't. Oh, there was offers on the table. But it was just no drive regardless of the, the 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 heartbreak i had and the breakup and whatever i just had no interest or desire and it was just horrible so this was another part to play and that would make anyone depressed really you know um so he'd recommended going on testosterone uh injections to boost up the, i mean very low microdose to boost the testosterone and hopefully over a couple of months it will hold itself at a at a strong rate 
So what causes that to go down is mainly major stress, which is understandable. I'm under serious amount of stress, you know. Um, and it's taken a toll on all sorts part of my body. Even my hair was uh, my balding severely. Uh, receding hairline and I, I always said you know is that my genes or whatever but I c- can't really be my grandfather died with a full head of like dark hair my dad still has his hair brother still has his hair so I do think it's just a major stress and you know med- medication um, I'm yet to start the testosterone injections as I'm going for a blood test next week uh, just to see how the treatment went so that was good news and you know it was the first doctor to say to me as well you know jim we're gonna get you better and no one ever said that to me you know it was just what's going on yeah here's this prescription or try this and it was never you know jim i really feel for you you know you've been struggling for so long let's get you right let's try these things and it was just amazing a different perspective from a doctor and he, he wasn't even a psychologist or a psychologist he was a neurologist um, but he's very very intelligent guy and actually has a different approach to many things um, and he is in Dublin uh, if anyone listening is interested in that uh, or ketamine there uh, or anything uh, just to meet him do give me a message or whatever you'd like and I'll be happy to send that on to you so then we have the we have about a couple of days till I leave to Mallorca and things are getting worse and worse and worse and I'm thinking to myself do I even want to go to Mallorca do I even want to do this because my main problem is I just don't want to live in this world I don't fit in this world you know and there's so much pain and suffering and I don't know I couldn't see a way out and the saddest kind of part about it was like a few weeks out before I left I knew where I was staying, where I was going to the hotel, and like you know, there's a balcony, and you know, I said to myself that I didn't say to myself. I kind of made a deal or promised myself that I wasn't going to leave that island unless I was getting better. And it was just serious suicidal thoughts and plans, and I'm going to hang myself, and I get away with it because no one else is going to be there looking after me. No one's going to have an eye on me. I can drink. I can do whatever, and it just wasn't looking promising. And I was watching videos saying, you know, this isn't a quick fix, etc., etc. Um, so the saddest thing was really just saying, you know, my parents, uh, I remember saying, you know, goodbye. And to them, it's like, oh, I can't wait to see you in two weeks, blah, blah. I hope it goes well. But for me, it's like, this may be the last time I see you. Um, and it was like that for everyone to say when I was saying goodbye. Um so that wasn't the nicest thing and then I had rocked up to the hotel the first night and my god I didn't think I was going to survive the night I was so so unwell mentally and I was just staring at that balcony thinking you are calling my name and I just said you know Jim just fucking go to bed wake up tomorrow and we start treatment so treatment ah so the treatment consisted of six ketamine assisted psychotherapy infusions, 20 sessions of repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulations, and 10 sessions of neurofeedback training. Uh, 
and a couple of sessions of psychotherapy. Now I will go into a little bit of detail of what each is and what each is for and why I went here. So <laughs> the funniest thing, sorry, not the funniest thing, one funny thing is I was trying to explain to people that I'm treatment resistant um you know re treatment resistant uh depression or whatever and that me kind of means i don't respond to medications you know therapies etc the conventional stuff that they offer in psychiatric hospitals or meant any sort of mental health services and i said it to my friend he goes <laughs> he goes what do you mean you're just you're you're just resistant like you don't fucking want it like you know, he was like making out for me to be like a nut job, as in I was resisting getting well. Um, so that was quite funny. But yeah, so why I went to this clinic was they offered alternative treatments, let's say, or, you know, new groundbreaking um, uh, treatment that isn't actually available in Ireland yet, isn't available all around the world, and it is relatively new to get. Um, nonetheless, studies are very effective. Um, so let's start with the ketamine. Um, so the ketamine, I know what you're thinking, and I want to give you a disclosure here really quick. Um, <laughs> I couldn't get this in Ireland, this treatment. So I was actually thinking of obtaining it myself um, or making it myself um, because I wasn't going to wait and I wanted to get well. So, if you're thinking of doing that, it's just a no. It's just a no. It's not the same, nor is the recreational drug. Um, you're not going to get the same effects. It is not therapeutic. So, don't get me wrong here when I'm saying ketamine. You know, don't take yourself, now I'm only going to go out and take ketamine because actually it's a fucking antidepressant. Not at the doses you're taking and not in the environment, not uh, even in a pure the substance you're getting is probably cut to fuck you know uh, so don't get me wrong don't try it that way um so ketamine is is relatively new maybe 20 30 years and study some places properly studied this um it's an anesthetic drug um but why is it used to treat depression so i'm just going to go into its main powers and effects its main power is it is almost pretty much an instant antidepressant you know with with antidepressant medication you have to wait x amount of time for it to kick in if ever now they never kicked in with me nothing ever fucking kicked in with me and they tried all sorts of carry on and um so ketamine is a instant antidepressant its other superpower is it basically can eliminate suicidal thoughts. And you know what you're thinking, how? Um, and I'll, I'll touch a bit of that in my experience. And lastly, um, emotional unpacking. Um, what I mean by that is stuff can come up during the infusion or session, uh, which is why you have to kind of deal with a um, psychotherapist. Um, I know in a lot of places in America, uh, they don't do it with psychoper psychotherapists, uh, which kind of frightens me, and I'll talk a bit about, bit about that now. So, I had my first infusion, 
and I didn't really know what to make, you know, I've yammed a lot of things into my arm, I've taken pretty much every drug under the sun, um, bar maybe, I don't know, I actually don't even know, uh, I was a, I wasn't, wasn't a heavy needler, uh, as, so to say, but I've, I did, I did abuse it uh, at times, uh, ketamine, um, was one of them was one of the ones I used and I actually didn't even like it the interesting thing is I've taken a lot of drugs but there's not many I didn't like I only liked stimulants that's why cocaine kind of MDMA uh, were my gonna go to's uh, to abuse the others didn't really sit well with me but nonetheless I still took them to escape um, so I was kind of thinking, ah, can't be that bad. I've been on every drug under the sun. You know, I can handle it. Oh boy, was I wrong. This was fucking next level, next level. So the first session, they kind of have to figure out what your dose is. You know, how much is going to take for you to have these effects. So anyway, we're I'm lying there with the infusion set up. So it's IV'd into your arm and titrated through a fucking bag mixed with i think it's nacl must ask my pal i think that's fucking sodium chloride maybe that's like pretty much fucking water like solution so yeah and they set it up waited maybe 15 minutes i had no effect and she kind of said to me i'm not really surprised because you may have some sort of tolerance because you were a drug addict so i was like okay so they put more in and then i kind of had a little bit of effect you know um start kind of feeling numb maybe kind of feel out of body experience and then i she said to me uh i'm just going to titrate this a little bit faster let me know if it gets too much and i literally <laughs> was out of my mind like the stuff i started seeing was next level uh it if this for this for this one it felt like i was in the renaissance period from the way i could see the world the world i was in and i was seeing all sorts of art and painting and architecture and i remember trying to explain this to my friend and she said you better fucking it's impossible to try and explain these these experiences so i'm going to try my best but she said to me you better get used to it you know because a lot of people are going to ask you. So I will try my best. So that was the first one. And I mean, I, I panicked, like freaked out. I was like, a lot of emotions came up. And I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like this. And, and then I kind of came out of it. And it takes you a while. It can take you a couple of hours to kind of fully calm down. When they take out the drip, you know, you're so wonky. And I'm fucking talking to everyone in the clinic, talking nonsense. Um, and I had, that was my first session. So the second session, they kind of had, uh, an idea of what my dose was going to be and how much to titrate it. Also, I had an idea of what it was going to be like. Therefore I could kind of stay a bit more calm and kind of the key thing with, uh, uh, ketamine infusion or session is the ability to let go, you know, 
um, if you struggle with anxiety or panic attacks, it can be very difficult to let go and just let the experience happen. You know, you, you don't have control over what you're seeing or the trip, let's say. Um, it's very important to let go, and I did struggle with that, but with the second session, I completely let go. I got myself into that mindset, a nice breathing, a bit of meditation, and then I went into fucking Narnia. When I mean I tripped nuggets, like I... <laughs> I saw all sorts of stuff. I was in another dimension, another fucking universe. It was unbelievable. And I was traveling through these things and seeing all sorts, seeing hieroglyphics. It was like I went through the the history of time <laughs> in the world and uh, all sorts. I think the funniest experience I had during that was... Uh, there was like this blob in like this black matter and you're like waiting for the blob to become whole and one in this universe and when it does you're like <gasps> you feel like you almost have the answer to everything and then like this thing like Aladdin Aladdin from Disney the movie had jumped down onto this ledge and he said to me smile and I didn't say this like involuntary within me. She, my therapist told me that I had said smile, like smile like this during the infusion. And I didn't fucking say it like it was like within me. Uh, excuse me. And oh, like all sorts of carry on. And um, after that, I was really kind of... I was really like questioning everything because it's like you in another world and you're like questioning reality, what's going on and stuff like this. And I almost felt like I was going crazy. I almost felt like I was going crazy catching a psychotic break from this, but it was just major overthinking. And after this one, uh, the suicidal thoughts had stopped and how do you explain that do they just I kind of have like chronic suicidality is when I don't really control it or think about it it's just like almost just happening all the time thinking about suicide um, so that just stopped that constant rumination overthinking of committing suicide the plan or what you're going to do and why and the pain in your life etc and that just had stopped but I think if you think hard enough um, you will think about it and I was trying that because I was like, why am I not thinking about this? You know, it was the first time in a long time, maybe even fucking 16 years, like, you know, uh, it was it was strange. So that was a major positive. Um, but then obviously I had this um, kind of I was skeptical as like, oh, how long is this going to last? You know, that way. Um, and then the following uh, the following four um ketamine experience i had or the last sessions you could say um were fairly mild in terms of uh i don't know say hallucinations or tripping um or kind of losing control i was fairly there and started to become quite therapeutic images were popping up from my past or pictures or faces or relationships or something like that and emotionally unpacking and it can be very draining and scary sometimes and emotion can just come over you and you, you start crying uh, or if something pops up that you don't like to 
talk about or you do find out a little bit of stuff about you and why you are why you are struggling uh nonetheless um the suicidal thoughts started to come back over the weekend when i wasn't getting treatment uh and then monday when monday to friday up until now i'm only back what two three days now so let's say 10 days suicidal free which is phenomenal phenomenal um and the experiences there were quite funny you know i spent one whole session trying to tell a joke uh which didn't make any sense because you maybe have like a 15 to 20 second memory when you're on ketamine so you're just kind of restarting the joke every time which is extremely frustrating for the psychotherapist um so to sum it up uh it did stop the suicidal thoughts it kind of gave me a beautiful perspective on life and and everything um you know as i say it's very important with ketamine you know the, the experience is part of it but the drug itself as well so you need to have the two uh, and that's the difference between you know it was titrated through an hour so it's quite intense uh, fast acting um, where other places may do it over four hours which is titrated slowly slowly so you may have uh, less hallucination less trips uh, and more just kind of feeling numb um, but not really having the experience letting the drug do the effect um, so yeah that's pretty much ketamine and I mean it, it's it, it's in kind of impossible to explain what I went through and what I saw you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff that I wouldn't actually bring up because it's quite personal uh, even though I am a very honest person <laughs> uh, and open about a lot of stuff in my life uh, this stuff you know I, I do have to you know, the thing about it is this isn't a cure this isn't a cure at all um but it it it's really effective and it does help and i did know what was going to happen after you know i knew that was going to help me but i was still going to have life to deal with and one of the best things and most important things that i've heard um was actually from the receptionist there and she said to me jimmy the world is shit, but life is beautiful. And you mustn't mix the two up. And what I mean by that is, you know, I talk about it all the time that the way we're living in the world isn't sustainable. Um, so what I mean by that is um, if we wanted to create a world um, which enhances mental illness, you know, addiction, suffering, pain, we couldn't have created a better one. And you don't have to rattle your brain to know what I'm talking about. I think everyone has an idea. The world is fucked. We're not really meant to live like this. But life in general is beautiful. And I think we lose track of that. Um, in our lives, we get stuck into the world and not life. You know, we don't fucking stop and think about it for a while. That we're just a blink and we're only here once and who you are you know what are you what are we doing and you've got to deal with that regardless of whatever treatment you get you know whatever antidepressant whatever therapy you know nothing's going to fix you it's just going to help you and you know life isn't fair you know, there's, there's awful things going on and people are getting sick people are getting diseases people die early you know accidents and 
you know, abuse and starvation, world hunger, and I don't even begin to start, and I'm ultra sensitive to this stuff. I take the world um, on my shoulders big time, um, which is another thing I have to deal with, you know. Um, so, yeah, remember that, guys. The world is shit, but life is beautiful. Um, so that's the ketamine. That's the ketamine. So the other was um, repetitive transcranial magnetic stimulation. And I don't actually know a lot about this, but I'll tell you what the procedure is. And basically you sit in a chair um, with almost like a fucking pilot's hat on and they do a test on 18 parts of your brain, um, almost like a shock to your brain but it's actually like a magnetic stimulation at the start it can be quite painful and uncomfortable and they have to test the right strength of it um, that triggers the motor nerve almost like a twitch in your arm or thumb um, to know that it's activating this part in your brain so all I can remember is my brain needed to be stimulated from F4 which is the kind of frontal left part of my brain and I was kind of being, you know, she was saying to me, is that painful? Is that uncomfortable? And because I wanted to get well, I was saying, you know, I was being really competitive, saying, no, higher, stronger. Let me, Jimmy, listen, this isn't necessarily how it works, you know. <laughs> Stop being competitive. You're going to get well. Um, so I did 20 sessions of that twice a day, and it was painful, but your brain kind of gets used to the shocks. It's kind of like a woodpecker going on your head for about four seconds uh, and 30, 30 second intervals for 20 minutes. So it's about 40 zaps per session. I think you're like your scalp gets used to it or something. And um, yeah, so what that kind of can do is stimulate a part of your brain which is kind of not really firing right. Um, and it can stimulate, it can help stimulate dopamine in the body, in the brain, sorry, and, and other stuff. Uh, I won't go into much detail about it because I don't think anyone gives a shit <laughs> uh, about what it actually is. And the last thing I got was a 10 session of neurofeedback training. So they put these um, kind of electrodes on certain parts of your head and your brain. And you almost play this little game with uh, a storch, a storch, which is a bird. Um, and you have to make it go up or down with your mind. Oh, I know what you're thinking. Very fucking, what's the word? Pseudoscience, is that the word? Kind of, you'd be very skeptical of it, like what is this doing? But um, it's very effective with concentration and deactivating and activating your brain so in order to make the bird go up you have to activate your brain and in order for it to go down you have to deactivate your brain so at the first few sessions you get very frustrated because you're like this isn't working and it's all over the place and you can't make the bird go up or down um but as i was going through this i read a lot so as i was going through this maybe the fifth or sixth session i noticed that my concentration had gone huge huge improvement i was able to just you know dial it in and concentrate for much longer you know it's very effective with 
children actually were showing signs of ADD, ADHD and struggling to concentrate. But also in general, people need to regulate their emotions um, by activating and deactivating the brain. So, um, and at the last session, I actually pretty much had nailed it where I could make the bird go up and make the bird go down when I wanted to. Um, so that's fantastic. And basically it trains your brain to figure this out through the game and you will be able to do it in real life. So that was that. And, you know, I wanted to make this a quick podcast because I don't, sometimes I do fucking extremely long ones. And um, yeah, but it worked. And what, I'm, what, what do I mean by it worked? You know, there was days that I did struggle. You know, it's ex- I'm extremely raw. Emotions come up. It's hard work. It's exhausting. It's very intense and long throughout the day. But I have a lot of relief, you know. I think the most key thing or the best thing it did for me was I could start to see a future again. You know, for me, the last year, all I was thinking about was I'm going to die. You know, that I didn't see a future. I didn't give a fuck about the future. And I slowly started seeing a future. And I started feeling good, lots of relief, not depressed. I started enjoying things. And I remember saying to my therapist there, you know, is this what you feel now? <laughs> is this what the world feels like? You know, can I actually enjoy it? Uh, which is a nice thing, but also sad that I couldn't experience that for a very, very long time. Um, but... You know, I was saying, <laughs> I actually have to go through with this thing called life now, don't I? Which is nice, because when you come through it, <sighs> I can do whatever the fuck I want, you know? I've been given another chance, and it's quite nice to know that. Um, but, you know, all the symptoms of my mental illness have definitely subsided. You know, I'm not cured. Um, but, as I always said, a tiny bit of relief for me is everything you know and it's it's so nice and i have to con- continue doing work on myself you know deal with these issues that have come up and the very important thing is you know and people are very low they go and get help or do whatever they can uh, and when they get well they forget what made them well so they stop uh, and so you must continue all the time it's a daily thing and another great thing is uh, i will be coming off all my medication so I will no longer be a cabbage. Um, so that's a very nice thought as well. Uh, but wean down slowly, obviously. Obviously, because you can lose your mind. And yeah, I look kind of look forward to living my life now, getting out there and doing what I want to do. And um, the app's coming out now, and you'll see what I'll have planned. Um, and I kind of had... A lot of things added up over there and you'll see a lot more coming now with please uh, please is going to be a bit more it's going to be a become a company now and it's going to be way more than the app uh, I won't go into that now because it's quite complex and very early stages uh, just know that I'm on top of it I'm on top of it and um, you know we're gonna really 
I'm gonna I'm gonna dedicate my life to you know helping people and really end this fucking suffering and whole suicidal thing because it's just a nightmare you know I can't even describe what I've what I've gone through um so yeah so I suppose that's it guys I just wanted to do a quick one if you have any questions on it please 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 um send me a message and be happy to talk about it i'm in a good space so you can mess me again with anything i've got going on Come me for coffees again whatever you like um and look after yourselves guys you know um life is tough sorry sorry the world is tough but life is beautiful don't forget that and don't mix up the two look after yourselves you know start exercising show show a bit of love to your family show a bit of love to your friends start giving out more hugs and kisses and you know stop and pick up a flare once in a while and give it a whiff take your shoes off and put them in the put them in the sand put them in the water put them in the fucking grass ground yourself stop stimulating yourself with all this shit all your phone and your fucking games and your social medias and your job and your this and your that and you're flat out you don't have a time to relax so relax I think I might start doing uh, meditation videos guided meditation videos with Jipper on the mic there's also going to be uh, a new Instagram page called Jipper Open Mic. Uh, I plan to do start doing some stand-up comedy soon. Uh, but I will let you know when that is up. And I will also be posting updates on the app. So guys, lots of love from Jim. And uh, I really hope you're all well. And uh, thank you for listening. And we shall chat soon. Keep going.